Happy Sabbath everyone and praise God for day 3 of 10 days of prayer, month 22. Um, we know this far the Lord has brought us as Olive Watch family, interceding on behalf of souls globally, advancing the Lord's cause knowing that alone our strength at best is weak, but invoking the presence of the Lord continually, for he bid us that we seek him and we find grace at such a time like this, uh, to overcome all the trials, all the temptations that may come unto us. Uh, we know that the times are critical. We know that we are in a crisis and that the world is headed into a greater crisis. We know according to the unfolding of events that uh, um, it is just but the beginning. If we read Matthew 24, God says to us that uh, this is just but the beginning of sorrows. And that means that then it will continue. Like we need to rest in the Lord. We need to trust in Him. We need His peace as our portion. His peace be upon us all individually. Therefore, this day being day three, we are continuing to build on what we began yesterday. Is it possible as Christians that we know about these things and yet still be unprepared or yet be found unready? So uh, we looked at part one yesterday of the same. Uh, we saw how the disciples of Jesus Christ knew the storm that was to be upon him, uh, the anguish was to face the death and the rejection, the mockery. Yet they were not ready for the same because of their uh, feebleness as humanity. And today we are going to look at us. Then it was yesterday it was them, but today it is us. Is it possible today that we know about these things and yet be found unready? So as we get into this, may the Spirit of the Lord guide us, and may we have peace as we get into this study, knowing that uh, the Lord revealed these things unto us, that we may be ready, that we may all know the danger that is coming upon us. We said yesterday that if we knew a storm was to hit our home or our area, would we just give simple warnings or um, uh, silent warnings? No would shout and would make the people ready for the storm and would equip them to uh, uh, facilitate rescue operations and everything. So even now, that is what exactly we are doing, sounding the alarm, making our people aware of what is uh, to take place around about us, not uh, in extremism or being in or not or in being alarmist, no, but in making people ready for the danger that is to befall us, that we all be ready, that we all escape. It's just a matter of being uh, the watchmen in the walls of Zion, as we call uh, uh, the prayer group, uh, 10 days olive wood family, just uh, watching over every soul all over the world, uh, uh, going through um, uh, the 10 days of prayer. We know that it is uh, at uh, the Mount of Olives that Christ watched unto prayer continually. There is where he even whispered his last prayers uh, in Gethsemane, the garden at the foot of the olives. And uh, there is where he uh, uttered his last words to the disciples as he gave a promise through the angel that uh, just the same way he went is the same way he'll come back. And it is still through the olives. So as we experience olive watch, brethren, may God lead us, may he strengthen us, may he keep us vigil, and may he lead us to trust him and trust his word and be ready in these storms of life that are raging round about us. Uh, we're singing song number 534 as we begin our session today. Uh, will your anchor hold? 
Will your anchor hold in the storms of life? When the clouds unfold, they have wings of strife. When the strong tides lift and the cable strain, will your anchor drift or from remain? We have an anchor that keeps the soul steadfast and sure while the billows roll. Fast into the rock which cannot move, grounded firm and deep in the Savior's love. It is safely moved till the storm withstand, for it is well secured by the Savior's hand. And the cables pass from his heart to mine can defy the blast through strength divine. We have an anchor that keeps the soul steadfast and sure while the billows roll. Fast into the rock which cannot move, grounded firm and deep in the Savior's love. It will firmly hold in the straits of him when the brain heart all the reef is mean. Though the tempest rage and the wild winds blow, not an angry wave shall a bark or flow. We have an anchor that keeps the soul steadfast and sure while the billows roll. Fast into the rock which cannot move, grounded firm and deep in the Savior's love. It will surely hold in the floods of death, when the waters cold till our latest breath. On the rising tide it can never fail, while our hope abide within the veil. We have an anchor that keeps the soul steadfast and sure while the billows roll. Fast into the rock which cannot move, grounded firm and deep in the Savior's love. When our eyes behold in the dawning light, shining gates of all our harbor bright, we shall anchor fast to the heavenly shore. We the storms all pass forevermore. We have an anchor that keeps the soul steadfast and sure while the billows roll. Fast into the rock which cannot move, grounded firm and deep in the Savior's love. Indeed, dear Lord, we have an anchor that keeps the soul steadfast and sure, even when the billows roll. 
fastened to this rock which cannot move. Dear Jesus Christ, our Savior, our Redeemer, seated on the right hand of your throne, interceding on each one of us individually, knowing that we are frail, knowing that we are weak, knowing that our strength at best is nothing, but in him alone can we conquer. Yes, he endured the trial that was ahead of him, knowing the joy that he would share in our salvation. And he did this that we in him too can be able to endure. Yesterday, Lord, you opened unto us how the disciples knew this, yet they were found unready when the events came. Even we, Lord, you say these things will come upon us as overwhelming surprises if we will not be found ready. How we pray that you speak hope to our hearts and we anchor in him and be ready for whatever it is that is to come upon the world as an overwhelming surprise. As we look at ourselves today, may you speak hope to our hearts and revive us again and rekindle the flames that are dwindling, that together under the bloodstained banner of Prince Emmanuel, we may be ready for the crisis which is to break upon us all. Help us, Lord, look up, knowing that we have you as an anchor, dear Jesus, knowing that in the storms of life, you speak peace to our souls and the billows cease to roll. Praise be to you as you lead us through this study this morning and as you hearken to our petitions individually and collectively as a family and hearken to our voices exceedingly answering for your glory is my humble prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Friends, yesterday we laid the foundation by looking uh, at the life of Jesus Christ, the closing scenes of the life of Christ, how he uh, three times on three different occasions spoke to his disciples uh, through the book of Mark uh, pertaining to the events that were to take place in his life uh, in the closing scenes of his conflict with the forces of darkness. And uh, we saw him prevail in three days. He resurrected, uh, yet the disciples were not um, uh, in readiness uh, to accept these things that took place in the life of Jesus Christ. Uh, Peter, particularly, we saw uh, pleading that it should not be unto Christ according to the words of Christ. But what did Christ say? Behind me, Satan. Why? Because it was not Peter speaking. It was his frailty, his humanity speaking in him. Now, as we saw yesterday pertaining to uh, the life of uh, the disciples, today we are going to look at ourselves, friends. We asked the question, is it possible to know about this coming crisis and still be found and ready? Yes, they foreknew about the crisis that was to take place in the life of Christ, yet they were not found ready. They were unready for everything. And we too today, uh, according to Christ, will be found unready if we will not heed his voice speak to us. I would first want to lay the foundation by quoting a few quotes uh, from the spirit of prophecy. Uh, I'll begin with the testimonies to the church, volume 5, page uh, 981, uh, where we are told we should know we are in danger if we will lose confidence in the testimonies uh, and if we will lose confidence in Bible truth. So what is it that is given to us as Christians today as our guide? We have the testimonies and we have uh, the Bible truth. That is written to us in Isaiah chapter 8, verses number 20, where we are told to the law and to the testimony. If we will not speak according to these words, then there is no light in us. It means for us to be a light to the world at such a time like this, for us to know our standing, 
for us to walk with the Lord and follow him with the soever egoeth that will be found ready in this crisis, then we must dig deep into the scriptures and into the spirit of prophecy and understand wholly what the Lord reveals to us. Now, in view of this approaching crisis, uh, what should we now be doing as Christians individually? Uh, uh, Testimonies to the Church, Volume 5, page 517 tells us, If God has ever spoken by me, the time will come when you will be brought before councils, and every position of truth which you hold will be severely criticized. The time that so many are now allowing to go waste should be devoted to the uh, charge that God has given to us of preparing for the approaching crisis. So the times we are living in are given us for preparation. And the preparation that we need to be doing is this. Um, Great Controversy 593 tells us, none but those who have fortified their mind with the truths of the Bible will stand through the last great conflict. And this is what we call the storm that is to uh, befall us. Before we end these days of prayer, we shall dig deep into what constitutes this storm. Why is it the last great conflict? Why is it that each one of us will be tested individually? So we are told the preparation needed is to fortify our minds with Bible truth. Study your Bible as you have never studied it before. Unless you arise to a higher holy estate in your religious life, you will not be ready for the appearing of our Lord. That is still testimonies to the church, volume 5, page 717. Um, we are approaching stormy times. Testimonies to the church, volume 5, page 546. Every position of our faith will be uh, searched into. And if we are not thorough Bible students, established, strengthened, and settled the wisdom of the world's great men will lead us astray. So what are we being called to do, friends? We are being called to be thorough Bible students, to be established in the scriptures, and to be strengthened by the same, and to settle into the same. And if we do not do that, the danger shall befall us of being swayed by the world's great men. Uh, only those who have been diligent students of the scriptures and who have received the love of the truth will be shielded from the powerful delusion that takes the world captive. Great Controversy, page 625. So each one of us individually, we are being called to fortify our minds with the scriptures. And again, we are told in, um, um, uh, we are told uh, that knowing uh, the things that are taking place around us, we have a responsibility as God's people. We have to fortify our minds uh, with the scriptures, yes, but also we have to be ready. We have to be preparing. Uh, yesterday, I've said today we're looking at part two of how is it possible that we may not we may know these things and still be found and ready? Yesterday I said we laid the foundation on Christ, and today it's we, those who name the name of the Lord, those who call upon the Lord uh, continually, those who trust that they belong to God, uh, those who uh, believe that they are God's children living today. I said yesterday I'm not addressing any specific uh, church, but I'm addressing God's children, Christians globally. So if you believe you are a Christian, if you believe you are living um, uh, uh, to see the kingdom of the Lord or uh, preparing for the second coming of Jesus Christ, then these words are for us all. 
it is possible that we know these things and still be found and ready but it is possible for us to be made ready if we dig deep into the scriptures and be established in them and be called God's children fully. So what befell Christ will soon befall us. We know this uh, prophetically uh, from the book of Revelation chapter 12. Um, what befell Christ will soon befall us. And we know the time is near and it's here with us already. So we have to be ready. Uh, that would be not found like the disciples. In Revelation 12, if you read verse 9, the Bible records, and the great dragon was cast out, that old serpent called the devil, and Satan, which deceiveth the whole world. He was cast out into the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. Uh, verses uh, 17 tells us, um, and the dragon was wroth with the woman, and went to make war with the remnant of Hasid, which keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus. Remember, we quoted the testimonies to the church, volume 5, uh, where we are told in um, uh, page 98 that if we lose confidence in the testimonies and in the word of God, then we are in danger. Why? Because the adversary is already here with us. It is time for us to delve deep into the word of God that we may overcome the enemy. Now, why am I bringing this up? There was a war in heaven, according to Revelation 12. And uh, the enemy uh, was out to destroy God's kingdom in heaven. Why? Because Satan wanted himself to be worshipped in heaven. So as he uh, ventured into destroying God's kingdom, remember, he was thrown out of heaven with a third of the angels who lost their first estate. He was able to deceive a third of the angels in heaven. And having deceived a third of the angels in heaven, he was thrown here on earth, as we've read in uh, Revelation 12, verses 9, here on earth, and he's here. And he knows, according to First Peter chapter 5, uh, verses uh, uh, 7 downwards, that his time is uh, short. So he is raging like a rolling lion. He wants to kill. He wants to destroy. He wants to devour. But whom is he after? He is after the seed of the woman. Them who keep the commandments of God and have the faith of Jesus. Them who keep the testimonies of Christ. So he is after those who are called by the name of Christ. Those who are called God's children. And we know the Lord has his own. The Lord has his own who trust him, who love him in all, across all the denominations. And he knows that at such a time like this, he will gather them all under the one umbrella, the sure banner of Prince Emmanuel. And this uh, leads us to ask ourselves, are we among them whom are the Lord's? If we are among them, then what is expected of us at such a time like this? Um, in, um, in the book of... Uh, um, Second Timothy chapter 2 verses 19 are words spoken to us. Second Timothy chapter 2 verses 19. The Bible says, Nevertheless, the foundation of God stands sure, having this seal. The Lord knoweth them that are his. And let everyone that nameth the name of Christ depart from iniquity. Why have I brought that up? We've said those who are the Lord's, uh, the remnant of the seed of the woman, they have um, this, the, the, the word of God, um, uh, the commandments of God, and they have the faith of Jesus. And them whom are called by the name of the Lord, um, them who are the Lord's, we are told they that uh, uh, are having his seal, 
uh, the Lord knoweth them. And knowing them, uh, they are being called to depart from any form of iniquity. Now, uh, we know the foundation of God stands sure that he knows them who are his. He will seal them. He will number them. And this is the numbering period. This is the numbering uh, time according to uh, Revelation 7. If you read verse 1, and after these things I saw four angels standing on the four corners of the earth, holding the four winds of the earth, that the wind should not blow on the earth, nor on the sea, nor on any tree. And I saw another angel ascending from the east, having the seal of the living God. And he cried with a loud voice to the four angels, to whom it was given to hurt the earth and the sea, saying, Hurt not the earth, neither the sea, nor the trees, till we have sealed the servants of God in their foreheads. Timothy is talking of the foundation of God standing sure, that um, the Lord knoweth them who are his. He seals them his. And Revelation speaks to us that these people who are being sealed, the Lord, they have two things in common. They will have the Bible truth and they will have the testimonies being established, being rooted in the same. And after they have had these, uh, they will be sealed, the Lord's. The, the, the destroying angel is held back that the sealing angel may finish his work, may put his seal upon the foreheads of them all who named the name of the Lord. And it is repeated in Revelation 14. Uh, uh, as we begin verse 1, it's all about the sealing. And after this sealing, um, we find the three angels' messages. The first angel calling us to worship God. So those who are the Lord's, those who are sealed the Lord's, they will worship the Lord, the Creator of the heavens, the earth, the seas, and everything therein. That is uh, verses 6 through to verses 7. And then after these uh, have been called to worship God, then we are told um, of the fall of Babylon in verses number 8, the second angel's message. But what we are building on in these 10 days of prayer is the third angel's message in verses 9 through to verses 10. Um, how are these related to the sealing event? And how are we to be found ready? It is all by getting deep into the word of God and by standing by the word, having the liberty to believe what the scriptures speak and to obey what the scriptures speak as an individual. And know ye this, that we are told the third angel will follow the second. And as he follows, he speaks uh, against those who will worship the beast, his image, and receive his mark in their forehead or in his hand. And the same, we are told, shall drink of the wine of the wrath of God the trouble, the tempest, the storm that will be upon they who will disobey God and will be poured out without mixture uh, into the cup of his indignation. And he shall be tormented the same with fire and brimstone in the presence of the holy angels and in the presence of the Lamb. You know, we are told he is the patience of the saints in verses 12. Uh, verses 12 uh which calls us uh, to the patience of the saints is part of the third angel's message. So we are told here is the patience of the saints. Here are they that keep the commandments of God and the faith of Jesus. Again, it's repeated. So to these who name the name of the Lord, to these who know the truth, to these who understand the signs of the times and are uh, digging deep to know the Lord, to them we are told they will have to go through what Christ went through 
if Christ went through um, the storm of the tribulation, persecution, mockery, and death for being right, then these who are named by the name of the Lord, who are sealed uh, by the seal of God, they will also have to go through what Christ went through. That's why I said, is it possible to know about these things and still be found and ready? Yes, it's possible. The disciples knew and they were not ready. And to these who name the name of the Lord, to these who know the sure word of God for this time, it is also possible that they know these things and still be found and ready. Luke 21 verses 17, Christ speaks to us there and he tells us, we shall be hated of all men for his name's sake. Those who name the name of the Lord, those who are departing from iniquity, those who are being sealed the Lord's, those who will stand up and be called uh, the, 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 the children of God. In this degenerate generation, in these closing scenes of the human history, uh, of the history of the world, we are told that they will have to be hated of all men for his name's sake. Why are, being, are they hated? Because of Christ. Huh? To all they shall be hated. Uh, you know, Isaiah 56, if you read verses 6 through to verses 8, repeats the same. They shall be hated because of the name of the Lord. Not because they are transgressors, not because they are bad, no. But they shall be hated because of the name of the Lord. And this I want us to see also in uh, the book of Matthew. Matthew 24, we know there Christ speaks to us of the signs of the times. And if we read verses 7, the Bible records, For nation shall rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. And there shall be famines, and pestilences, and earthquakes in diverse places. All these are the beginning of sorrows. Hear this. You know, we, we know these things are here with us already. If we talk of these, uh, the famine, it's already in the land. The pestilences, the so common COVID-19, and the, 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 the many waves that are still coming, because we know it is just but the beginning, as the Bible records, and it's also recorded in the spirit of prophecy that these things will be common as we continue. There will be earthquakes in diverse places, and we know of uh, wars and rumors of wars. These things are there, and we are told in verse 8, all these are the beginning of sorrows. What follows? Verses 9 says, Then shall they deliver you up to be afflicted, and shall kill you, and you shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. So why shall the righteous be hated for the sake of Christ's name, for being named Christians? You know, the world will be following another master, the serpent who was thrown down. They will be worshipping another being, not our creator. And so they shall hate them who will bear the brand of Christ. John 16, verse 1, Christ says, let me go there, John 16, verse 1, These things I have I spoken unto you, that you should not be offended. They shall put you out of the synagogues. Verse 2. Yeah, the time cometh that whatsoever ki whosoever killeth you will think that he does God's service. And these things will they do unto you because they have not known the Father nor me. But what does verse 4 say? 
But these things have I told you, that when the time shall come, you may remember that I told you of them. And these things I said not unto you at the beginning, because I was with you. You know, after Christ accomplished his mission, then he speaks the final words to his disciples. And part of what constitutes his final words is that we shall be hated because of him. We will go through a lot because of him. Christ prophesied this. And if he saw it uh, needful for him to inform us of this, then we also need to see it needful for us to be aware of this. And if we are aware of this, then he says, he has told us this, that we may not um, lose the confidence, but rather be ready that when these things begin to happen, then we should know that in him we have the power to overcome. You know, after he finishes speaking about this, he follows by so giving them the promise of the Holy Spirit. If you read through verses 7, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is expedient for you that I go away. For if I go not away, the Comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him unto you. So he is telling us these things and he is giving us confidence by so promising us the presence of the Holy Spirit to comfort us through the troubles, the trials that will come here with, ahead of us. You know, uh, in, um, um, <laughs> in, this, in the scriptures are revealed everything, like everything is there with us. God is calling us to trust him if we name the name of the Lord. You know, if we know that we belong to him, if we know that we will face this rejection and opposition, if we know that this storm is here upon us, uh, let us trust in the Lord and let us depart from iniquity by his grace and let us be sealed his, that even when these things happen, we will not be found following the multitude to do evil as recorded in Exodus chapter 23 verse 2, but we will be following on to know the Lord. We will be following on to trust him. But because he has said these things unto us, um, let not sorrow fill our hearts like it did fill the disciples. But let us gather courage knowing that the comforter will be with us even through to the end. We are not alone. Um, the Sunday law crisis with the persecution is coming, yes. Rejection and opposition comes before it. We know that according to Matthew 24 verses number 9. Yes, we will be rejected. We will be opposed. We will be persecuted. We will be thwarted. We will be uh, done all those things. They're happening already. I'm speaking from experience, friends. I know these things are happening. They have happened to me. They're happening to others. And as we look at them, we may end up in danger of being despondent. But no, we need not get there. May the Spirit strengthen us. May the Spirit comfort us. May the Spirit uh, lead us to yield our all to God. It's either we are for the Lord or we are for the enemy. We have to accept uh, not the easy way now. We have to accept to die a greater death to self than we have died before, that in Christ we may live. You know, uh, Christ told us that if we will lose our lives for him, then we will live again. But if we will save our lives, then we will lose it. At such a time like this, it is us to yield all to Christ fully. The time of trouble was upon us. I'm quoting uh, from 2MR, page 200, uh, and we are told there, the time of trouble was approaching, was upon us, 
uh, I saw our people in great distress, weeping and praying, pleading at the sure promises of God, while the wicked were all around us, mocking us and threatening to destroy us. They ridiculed our feebleness, they mocked the smallness of our numbers, and taunted us with words calculated to cut deep. They charged us with taking an independent position from all the rest of the world. They had cut off our resources so that we could not buy or sell, and they referred to our abject poverty and stricken condition. They could not see how we could live without the world. Uh, we, um, how we could not live without the world. Uh, no, we dependent uh, yet we were dependent on the world and we must uh, concede to the customs practices and laws of the world or go out of it if we were the only people in the world whom the lord favored uh, their appear uh, the appearances were awfully against us the whole world was converted and in harmony with the sunday law and these little feeble people stood out in defiance of the laws of the land and the law of uh, and uh, in the fires of the law of the land and the law of God according to them and claim to be the only ones right on the earth. We must learn to live without the world. We should take the opposite direction from the world. We know that, friends. And so if the world is going to cry peace and safety, if the world is going to unite under the banner of the enemy in disregarding the laws of God, if the world is going to trample underfoot the law of God, then we must be distinct. Hear this, the last act in the drama, this drama of everything that is taking place in this world, um, the culmination of it, uh, what is it? Uh, this last act is what will bring us to an understanding of if we name the name of the Lord, then let us stand up and be counted living right, doing that which the law of God bids us. The, 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 the testimonies record in volume 7, page 141, the substitution of the laws of men for the law of God, the exaltation by merely human authority of Sunday in the place of the Bible Sabbath is the last act in the drama. When this substitution becomes universal, God will reveal himself. He will arise in his majesty to shake terribly the earth. He will come out of his place to punish the inhabitants of the world for their iniquity, and the earth shall disclose her blood and shall no more cover her slain. You know, we are told, friends, the last act in the drama is the substitution of God's law by the laws of men. We know now we are in a crisis. Global warming is here with us. And we know the world is speaking as united uh, pertaining to this global warming stuff. They are saying for this thing to uh, be subdued, we must all give nature rest, one day rest. That is Sunday rest by law. And it is going to be passed all over the world. The nations are already doing it. We know even now, we are in a post period for Barbados. Beginning 3rd through to 17th, they are posing for nature. On Sunday, each one is taking five minutes off at noon, praying for the nation and praying for a better way. And they are saying, as they finish their pose in 17th of this February, then they are going to have a new beginning. And the um, PM of Barbados, as she was speaking, was making an appeal to the world, uh, the global uh, spectrum, that they should embrace the same. And this she was doing after reading uh, a book printing, printed out uh, a better dream. 
uh, that is circulating to all the kings of the nations, the leaders of the nations, that they embrace this better dream and have a better nation. And the solution given in there is that we all must keep one day. Now, friends, you know, this is absurd. We are told the last act in the drama is the substitution of Sabbath, the Bible Sabbath by Sunday sacredness. We know Sunday sacredness is not of God. It's of the devil. It's not in the scriptures. If you search your Bible, right from Genesis through to Revelation, there's not a place where Sunday is talked of as the day of the Lord. We know the day of the Lord is the Sabbath day. And knowing these, God desires that we obey him fully, the commandments of God. Them who are being numbered the Lord's will have to obey the uh, Sabbath commandment too, alongside the other commandments. And now, since that is the requirement for us to be named the Lord's, then being a part of the Sabbath, we must know that uh, we will be labeled and we will go through opposition and hatred and this will be for choosing the right way. There's no problem. Christ went through it. We go through it. And all this by faith in him, we are more than conquerors. I know times are critical and we are called to endure. Romans 8.35 tells us, what is it that shall separate us from the love of God? Is it these things that are to befall us? Shall we give up that which we know is truth simply because the world is following the opposite? Simply because... Uh, they are going to substitute the Sabbath of the Lord with the laws of men. No. Um, shall we keep quiet? What is our responsibility at such a time like this? That is the question I would ask each one of us, and I'll answer it by this final quote that is coming from Testimonies to the Church, Volume 5, page 716. We have been looking many years for a Sunday law to be enacted in our land. And now that the movement is right upon us, we ask, will our people do their duty in the matter? Can we not assist in lifting the standard and in calling to the front those who have a regard for their religious rights and privileges? The time is fast approaching when those who choose to obey God rather than man will be made to feel the hand of oppression. Shall we then dishonor God by keeping silent while his holy commandments are trodden underfoot? While the Protestant world is by her attitude making concession to Rome, let us arouse to comprehend the situation and view the contest before us in its true bearings. Let the watchmen now lift up their voice and give the message which is present truth for this time. Let us show the people where we are in the prophetic history and seek to arouse the spirit of true Protestantism, awakening the world to a sense of the value of the privileges of religious liberty so long enjoyed. The people of our land need to be aroused to resist the advances of this most dangerous foe to civil and religious liberty. Shall we sit with folded hands and do nothing in this crisis? God help us to arouse from the stupor that has hung over us for years. Review and Herald, December 18, 1888. Friends, it's time for us to arouse. It's time for us to awake. It's time for us to be ready. It's time for us to make the world ready. Romans 1 14, 15, 16. Romans 1 14, be ready. Uh, all the world, nothing. Be not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. It is the power of God unto all who are being saved. But know ye that to them who are perishing, it is foolishness. So we have to choose not to be ashamed. And we have to choose to preach Jesus. Fold not your hands, friends. 
arise and shine isaiah 60 verse 1 for the glory of the lord is upon you know ye that which you have to do yes the storm is coming yes we are already in almost the final act of the drama being drama being instituted upon the world yes we know that we all will have at some point to be forced to keep this which is not godly but them who name the name of the lord depart from iniquity be found ready put on the righteousness of jesus christ revelation 3 verses 14 through to 18 there is where we'll begin yesterday tomorrow rather the message of christ to the church of laodicea how we need to be ready and prepared for this then after that we we'll lay the foundation on what this crisis constitutes deeply that we know and be ready and be ready and be ready and make up people ready for well, that is what God is calling us to do. Fold not your hands, dear friend. If you heard this voice, then dig deep, study. Let the Spirit of the Lord lead you to understand deeply and bring it to the masses that the people be made ready for the second coming of Jesus. May God bless us and may he keep us through the Sabbath in all the petitions that you're going to bring before him today. Let us have faith that he's going to answer according to his will, exceedingly, abundantly, much more than we pray for or even think. Surrender your soul to Jesus. Be sealed the Lord's and speak hope to another soul and let it be sealed the Lord's. Let us trust in the Lord. In these storms of life, in these stormies, his peace be still. God bless us and keep us. Loving Lord in heaven, praise be to you. We know we are in stormy times. We know things are happening around us that are of great magnitude and that may lead us by surprise into a national Sunday law and even a universal Sunday law. Lord, in all these things, we know that you are with us and you've promised to take care of us and you've promised to strengthen us. Let us not lose our confidence in your word, the Bible truth, and in the spirit of prophecy, the testimonies. But let us dig deep into them and be made ready for eternity with you. It is possible for us to know these things, Lord, and still be lost if we will not accept to depart from iniquity and bear shame for the sake of the cross. Lead us to bear it, um, uh, trusting and knowing that you went through it all, that we too may conquer. I want to bring each one of us individually before your throne for a special baptism of the Holy Spirit. You told us that we should not fear, for you will send us the comforter. We need him now, Lord. May you send us your spirit. You have said for this we should pray for, for this we should speak of, for this we should summonize. Send us the Holy Spirit is my plea this morning and lead us on through to the end is my humble prayer in the name of Jesus. May God bless us as we plead before him in this day three of ten days of prayer, month 22, as ten days Olive Watch family. God bless you and keep you.